This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, December 6th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Um, Last Sunday, we lit the first candle of Advent, which was the candle of hope. And this Sunday, we light the second candle of Advent, which is uh, the candle of faith. Now, that word faith in the Greek, it's pistis is the word, it means trust. You know, that's one of the problems with English is that we use our words in so many different ways. Uh, You know, if I say, uh, what is your faith? You'd probably say, I'm an Anglican. But actually, what, what is your faith means, what, what is it you really trust in? What do you believe in? What is it that you um, just assume as a way of life, as normal? That's what trust really is. And we all trust something. You know, we, most of us trust gravity. Anybody think they were going to float in the air when they got out of bed this morning? So, so most, of us trust, most of us trust that there's an atmosphere to breathe. You know, we don't usually give it a whole lot of thought. There's some things that we just take for granted and, and we just trust. That's what trust really is. It's something that you can depend on, something you know is there. It used to be that we t- trusted the institutions of our society, although that's been waning since the 60s, on and on and on. So it, it leaves us a question is, where does our trust really lie? You know, what is it really all about? Who can we trust when things are bad? You know, anybody can trust anybody if things are great. I mean, if you've got all the control and all the power and all the money that you need, then you can trust easily, can't you? I mean, because what can anybody do to you, really? Um, but it's when the chips are down, when times are tough, when things get scary, that the real question of trust comes into play. Who do we trust when we're afraid? What do we trust when we're afraid? Ultimately, that's the question. That came into sharp contrast this week as uh, two uh, Islamic jihadist terrorists attacked um, that uh, building, that conference center in um, San Bernardino, California, as they went in there and and, and viciously murdered people, uh, many of whom they didn't even know, who'd certainly never done anything to them, but they killed them anyway. You know, they just shot them down. He murdered 14 people, if you can imagine, just because. That seems to be the modus operandi of terror, is to, to do what evil truly does, which is to strike in a way that can't be explained, that has no logic to it. There's no reason for it. Because that's what really terrifies us, isn't it? Is when we don't know where it's coming from, or when it might come, or why it's coming, then we're truly afraid. And that's what it's meant to do. That's its very purpose. And there are lots of people who are proposing lots of solutions to the problem. You know, some people think we should have more gun control and that that would help to solve the problem. Some people think we should send a lot of troops and bombs in and kill all the the terrorists out there and that would solve the problem. But, you know, if you think about it, over the last 50 years, haven't we done both of those things? Haven't we passed gun control laws and haven't we sent troops overseas? And oddly enough, they just keep having new ones. Well, the one thing that we're overlooking is the most important thing, which is trust. 
You see, you can say a lot of things about these radicals who do these things, but the one thing that you can't say about them is that they don't trust their faith. It may be a weird faith. It may be a distorted faith. It may be an evil faith. But obviously they trust it because when they go off, they know they're going to die. But they're perfectly willing to do it anyway. You see, the real battle that's going on here is not between flesh. The real battle that's going on here is the battle of hope and of faith. Whose faith is it that offers hope and peace and joy? You know, and for far too long, the Christian church has not been known for that. We stopped proclaiming good news to the world and started proclaiming morality. You know, where did that come from? You know, it isn't about following all the rules and doing everything right. It's about putting your trust in one who loves you so much that he would die for you. He would lay down his life for you. That's what it's really about. That came particularly true for one young woman who was shot this week. Uh, She was still shot. She was shot in the back. But um, as she was shot, they went under the table and a a fellow work um, person uh, there grabbed her and wrapped himself around her in front of her and says, don't worry, I've got you. And because he did that, he shielded her body from the bullets that came. He died, but she didn't. He laid down his life for a friend. You think she trusted him at that moment? I think she trusted him a lot. My question is, is how do we solve these problems? Well, you know, I don't know what the answer is in terms of law enforcement and government policy. You know, that's not really my area. I, I, I hope that somebody who does that can figure that out. But what I do know is that until the church starts being the church again, and starts proclaiming good news to the world again, and starts offering a new path, a new way. You know, they called the first Christians followers of the way. Until we are willing to counter this ideology with an ideology of hope, with an ideology of joy, with an ideology of trust, then no matter how many of them we kill, they're going to come up with more of them. And they're just going to keep doing it over and over and over again. And yet, In our society, which was initially founded um, by mostly Christians, we've moved farther and farther away. We've privatized religion, if you will. You know, we we still have freedom of religion. Nobody would say that you can't, you aren't free to worship whatever you want to, uh, particularly as long as you keep it to yourself. Um, But the problem with keeping it to ourselves is that then we can't share that message of hope. Then we can't counter this savage ideology that says that death is a good way to go. Killing innocent people is a positive thing. We can't counter that with a a, a Lord of love who says, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done for me. Just this past week, there was a school board um, in the United States. I can't remember where it was. I read about it. But there was a young girl who was giving an address. And she was informed by the school board, who was very concerned because this 